Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm a free Ollie Davis. <laughs> I'm so free. We've got different microphones. We're using clip mics, Luke. Yes, we are. Do you want to finish up the introduction? Oh, and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. You've got to get these things in, man. People like consistency. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I Which is why we keep changing our microphone setup. The, the, the thing is, I find whatever I want to talk about more interesting than saying your name. <laughs> I think that's the, the obstacle I keep running into. And we're just going to keep running into it every single time. Hey, mate, it's Royal Rumble week. I know, right? What a busy old week Ooh. it is. We're going to go through some Rumble predictions and tomorrow's podcast, uh, because we're not doing it as separate podcasts anymore, because we didn't want to clutter up everyone's feed with nonsense episodes that I don't think everyone really has the time or patience to hear. There's a lot of wrestling out there, folks, and based on your feedback, that's one of the limiting factors to you guys enjoying our content. Indeed. So <coughs> we're, 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 uh, we're sort of streamlining, yeah. delivering you a better product, more consistent than ever. So, yes, there's a good tagline. The Rest Talk podcast, more consistent than ever. So if you've got a friend that stopped listening, why don't you tell them, hey, do you know what? They used to be clickbait assholes and nubbeds. <laughs> and now... That hasn't, hasn't changed. <laughs> <laughs> and they used to have too many podcasts, but now the times they are are changing. They're actually half good now. Wrestle talk to this time. It's consistent. <laughs> More, it's consistency -er. Yeah, That's probably right, isn't it? consistency -er. yeah. Well, I, I don't know how to project my voice here with a new mic. <laughs> Do you remember how much of a stress it was for me to go from having the, the old headphones set up? Yeah. Well, we could hear each other back. Yes. 
Yeah, we could. To this. Yeah, well, we, we're going blind. Mm. No idea how it sounds. Young Pete was in the room with us. Oh, Young Pete. And he said, hey, do you want me to be in here so I can hear how the stream sounds? And you made the astute observation, but how would you know? Because you're not watching the stream, you're just looking at us. And he was like, yeah, you're right. So he's now gone back to the office, even though everyone ignored my solid idea of just watch it on your phone. So you can be here in case there's a problem. But now we've just sent him to the other side of this building so that if there is a problem, he's going to walk all the way back over to the other side of the building to fix that problem. I would hope he runs. It's what, what would you say? I think I can do this while I've timed it because I, I wanted to know which toilets were closer Ooh. to our office because we are pretty much, we're near equidistant yeah. to the toilets. But one set of toilets is up some stairs and the others aren't. Yes. But one of them doesn't have any way to dry your hands. <laughs> what is the, what was the results of that? Oh, the, this side. This they side, are the, quicker. Yeah, yeah, the, the little nice I, ones I next to the recording I prefer these studio. ones. Mm. Yeah, the other ones are, I mean, they're too cold. The other ones are so, so cold. And famously, uh, the upstairs, the slightly further away ones from us now is where Luke tried to have a look at my penis. <laughs> <laughs> The great thing about the the other ones is that they're all separate cubicles. It's private. It's like it's you've got. It's not just a cubicle. It's your own toilet. Yeah. It's a, it's an individual bathroom. Ollie gets to masturbate in peace now. I furiously go at it. <laughs> furiously, especially when I'm thinking about AEW. <laughs> what a on show a boat. it was on a boat, and what a show it was. Should we dive into that show? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, folks. We've got to We have because we had because we had to set up all this audio stuff. Wisely again, 15 minutes before we were start to record. Once again, just going to put my hand in the air. I asked for this to be done hours ago. Well, what we, we, we overestimated um, a, a, a program called Streamlabs, which is sort of the streamer standard mm -hmm. for streaming content. You would think it would be available on both PCs and Macs. You would be sorely mistaken. It is not available on Macs. Well, of course it bloody isn't. I could have told you that. Oh, well, it caught me by surprise. Well, that it's not available on Mac, of course. Don't it's worry, not. Folks, Mac's these Captain hindsight's here. These awful little microcosms that are just unto ourselves. We don't want to share other things. It's a premium luxury brand. You just can't have any old sweaty <laughs> streamer coming in here. Exactly. But anyway, let's dive into the show because what a cracking little show this was. And we had a big old title change. Here's the show. What a match. Oh. <coughs> it was so good. Again, like last week's uh, four-way tag match, which set up the number one contenders of Hangman Page and Kenny Omega, was better. I thought that was a better match. Okay. There was just so much crazy fun going on in it. But man, this one's close. On the cruise, what an atmosphere it was. Loved the look of the cruise as well. It had a wicked atmosphere, yeah, mm. yeah, like you said. And you usually think stuff outside, the, the reason it sounds different and feels a bit different is because there's no lid. And usually in arenas, you get, you know, it, it sort of just creates a, a Dutch oven. Bounces all over the show. It's like me in bed. Yeah. Hey, Anna, get a load of that. That's oh, what yeah. I do to my girlfriend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do a wave machine. Oh, yeah, she loves it. <laughs> and that, But you, you didn't have this here. And you get it with WrestleManias when it's outdoors. And the, the atmosphere can somewhat evaporate. Because it sort of just floats out into the ether. But here, and that's not to say it's l not loud. No. Like it's probably very loud in the arena. 
but to viewers at home, it doesn't come across like that. This episode, despite being aired on a cruise ship, I thought was just, it felt live. Yeah, it did. Like the only, uh, the editing of the crowds was a bit problematic because this was a sweary little crowd. So uh, the TNT executives thought, let's censor those, that, those sweary little bunch there. Um, but apart from that, like it didn't feel like, I mean, it said live in the corner. It didn't feel like it was taped. Mm. It didn't feel like, I, mean, I know they did it taped to live. And they had speculated, Meltzer and Alvarez had speculated that there was going to be some edits in there because the show had run longer than two hours and because they were taping it too live, um, then there would have to be something cut down. But the Moxley pack match was in its entirety. Oh, really? I thought there was about four minutes. They said there were four, four minutes, minutes where yeah, both the, but, the, but that spot was in there where there was, they felt like there was some miscommunication yeah. because Pac just sort of goes up and then shrugs his shoulders because Moxley's moved to a different place. And then they just double down <laughs> for ages with the referee speaking hmm. to them. So they kept it all in there, apparently. Well, we'll get into that stuff later. First, let's talk about this great match. Oh, so good. This excellent story told within the match, which itself is part of the best story in wrestling right now. And I'm, you know, the Seth Rollins stuff on Monday Night Raw is, is close, but for me, the page dissension in the elite, I think it's terrific. Yeah, I, my four minute review, which I think will be going up shortly after this mm -hmm. uh, has finished, I say basically the same thing. I said like it is, it's arguably the best thing that's in wrestling at the moment. And if it wasn't for the Monday Night Messiah stuff on Raw, I would say it's the most captivating story. And actually, the more I think about it, the more I think it is the most captivating mm. story in wrestling. I, I thought this match, just was the next brilliant chapter in this excellently told story. And the promo later, the interview segment with Tony Schiavone later, was just masterful. Mm -hmm. Hangman Page is, he's terrific. Yeah. Like, I, it's so hard for me not to swear when talking about him, because I love it so much. And he was phenomenal in this match. So what happened, it was, you know, it's a great match. And the real important part of the story was that Kenny actually was going to lose near the end of this, I think it went 15 minutes maybe. Yeah, that's so, yeah. so Kenny's nearly going to lose. He's been hit by SCU later, and Paige gets in the ring, but Scorpio Sky is stopping him. Great tag team tactics from SCU, but Paige pushes Sky over and breaks up the fall, and Kenny's just kind of still knocked out. He's selling that move brilliantly, and he rolls into the corner. Well, he didn't roll the. Paige drags him. Oh, Paige, yeah. So Paige breaks up the pin, grabs Kenny, <laughs> drags him to their corner, tags himself in, lays out both Scorpio and Frankie. He does a buckshot lariat to Sky on the outside, then back in to hit a buckshot lariat on Frankie to pin him. Paige essentially won this match on his own. And I mean, we're putting over Paige a lot here. Kenny's selling a bit. Kenny essentially came to hearing Hangman's music and was like, what, did we win? And you've got Paige going nuts, celebrating with this belt that he has got. And then, as if it couldn't get any better than that, the Young Bucks get into the ring to celebrate with their friends. And Paige looks at them as just like, what are you doing here? Yeah. And then hugs them to be like, yeah, no, thank you. And then he literally says, go, go hug Kenny. And as soon as their backs are turned from him, he has, runs out the ring and celebrates with the fans instead. And he, they, they're all calling for him to come back to the ring. He's like, no, no, I'm all good here. I'm drinking beer. I'm going to crowd surf. It was so good. It was such brilliant, subtle storytelling. And if you haven't watched it, that kind of sounds over the top, doesn't it? Yeah. Where you're like, oh, what, Paige, you know, it's oh, that really telegraphing that, that breakup. And they are, like, this is, you know, I, I know exactly where this is going to go, and that's awesome. But when Paige gets out into the crowd, 
I didn't even feel like he was doing it to annoy the Bucks. I thought, well, actually, you know, a lot of people celebrate title wins with the fans. Yeah. And he keeps going back to the fans. Like, that's almost a babyface trait. Now, I'm going to celebrate with the crowd. Yeah. And you can almost argue, well, why isn't Kenny celebrating with the crowd? It's like neither side's wrong here. That's... I love this story so much. I'd say this again in my review, so I'm trying not to repeat myself too much. But what I really like about it, I can probably extrapolate on it here. You're right. Kenny and the Bucks aren't doing anything wrong. They want to celebrate with their friends. They're excited. Like when during the interview, when Kenny start, like essentially steals Paige's question, he's not doing it to be a dick. He's excited mm. to talk about how he and his friend have just won the tag team titles. And when the Bucks show up, they don't do it to interrupt Paige's question. They do it because they want to celebrate with their friend. They want to be, they're like, yes, the elite. We have won the tag team titles. This is amazing. But Paige doesn't see it that way. And the Bucks and Kenny don't see that they're pissing him off. And it's just, it's really, really well done. And when Ken, uh, Paige just goes, I mean, I'm really surprised that me and Kenny won these tag titles before you did. Off, just leaves. And Kenny's like, yeah, 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 I thought it was surprising as well. But the most important thing is that we've won. I'm sure that you guys will win it, you know, eventually. Just being friends with them again, mm. just trying to play that peacemaker. It's so good. Yeah, and the Bucks are kind of miffed. It's, and there, there's, there's plenty of ways you can go with this. I imagine we're going to get Paige Omega versus the Bucks as the next tag title program. And you'd imagine Omega combusts with Paige in some way. That's how they can drop the belts to the Bucks without seeming weak. And I'm very excited for that feud as a singles thing. But it's, it, it, I'm so excited for the potential of a mega court between these two yeah. things. I've got my best friends in the Bucks, but this, you know. It's my tag partner. Like last through the door, really, of the Elite. Yeah, he was yeah. the most recent member. Like even Marty was in there before him, I believe. So I, I thought this was absolutely phenomenal. And just what, what incredible all-round booking because you have, in one storyline stroke, managed to position, I'm loving the free space we've got <laughs> without the microphone. In one storyline stroke, you've managed to make the Bucks feel really important because they're essentially number one contenders and they're affiliated with the champions now. You've made Kenny win his first gold in the promotion. Paige as well. Paige looks awesome. You've you've done you've made the elite look great and built it all around arguably not the weakest guy but the least over guy because you look at that group and Hangman Page is the least over one and you've you and he did have problems in the pre TV era exactly he was pushed too hard he got that Jericho inaugural championship spot that you know just fell fell a bit flat unfortunately but now they're using all of that to fuel this character and. It's 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 a it's a masterstroke. You've you've managed to build up everyone. Everyone looks so much better coming off the back of this. And Hangman Page has gone from like here to all the way up there. He is so over with the crowd now as well. Yeah. Like since this storyline has really kicked in, since like him and Kenny have been tagging together, Cowboy S word is now way more over than it was when they were trying to get it over leading up into All Out. Mm. Like when they were like, you know, this is the big time for, for Hangman Page. And we, you know, it's been very clear. The Bucks have said that Page is kind of like their, one of their top prospects because he's young. He didn't take the executive vice presidency sort of role that the elite were taking or like a member, because he was like, no, I'm a wrestler. I've still got a lot of my years ahead of me. And they see that. And so all of that work they were trying to do leading into All Out didn't really work. But this has, because it's all about character and it's about a story and it's a story that people can get to invest in. 
And it's why I think that people are now starting to react to Buddy Murphy. Like you yeah. look at that Raw thing. You insert him into this sort of like top level storyline and you give him this new character and these little sort of like subtle edges to it. And that makes people invested in what they do. I think it's just great stuff. Yeah. And like, I guess we, we do have to talk about SCU. I mean, it is, isn't that the, yeah. the, the sort of, it's an interesting footnote that SCU have lost the tag titles and they are the, the least interesting thing about this. Yeah, it's they were not over to the level that AEW would have liked them to have been over as tag champs. Mm. And it's, it's a shame because their in-ring work is great. And this is the most over that they've felt, but that's playing to the Jericho AEW crowd. Like that's the hard cause that are going on the Jericho crews as opposed to the ones who are filling out the arena, or the buildings every week. And th this was the most over they felt because of that audience, but they have never felt like they were tag team Champion. Like I think Jericho has really worked as the AW champion, but SEU didn't work as the tag champs, and Riho really hasn't worked as the women's championship. As the women's she did champion. initially, she did initially, yeah, but then she had to take that sort of month and a half off. Um, but now that the tag titles are on Omega and Paige, they suddenly feel like mm. important belts, which is good because they're gorgeous belts as well. So they're like my favorite tag titles that are on the NXT UK ones. And uh, so I'm hoping now that this can sort of really elevate those belts and make them feel important. Yeah, and, and just for SCU, it just, it seems like they've, you know, they were so, that they, were, they weren't featured at all. You know, usually you focus a bit on, oh, SCU have lost, oh, we were the first ever tag team champions, but nope, it was all the angle between Paige, the Bucks and Kenny, and SCU just sort of evaporated into the background. I'm hoping that this can lead to something for them though. Like, you know, maybe they can try and use this as character motivation and to mm -hmm. progress the storyline out of it. Fingers Join crossed. The dark Order. Well, maybe, because they are a really great team. Yeah, they're a great team. I mean, I've, I've said my piece before. I'd never thought they were the act to be the inaugural champions. And I feel like they've disappeared for a month and that hasn't helped them at all. So, you know, I told you so. It's, 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 it's all I wanted to say. It should have been Pentagon Jr. There we go. And Ray Phoenix. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, so head on over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk to become one of our awesome Pledge Hammers on Patreon. And at the $25 and above amount, you get your own personal shout-out on the WrestleTalk Live episodes done by these two handsome chaps. You also get extra bonus content like our Drunk Podcast, which is going to record next week, and Royal Rumble 2001, which we still haven't finished yet, but we're very close to finishing, and we are going to hopefully finish it this week. Yes. We're hoping to get it live on Friday. So, yeah, definitely. And it's good. I was watching the show. It's hands down my favorite Rumble. Oh yeah. I love the 2018 one where Nakamura won. And I said that was the best Rumble since 2001. Mm. But re-watching 2001, it's the greatest Rumble of all time. Yeah, easily said. Uh, also, um, you know, I'm gonna do it again. Wrestle League. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Tempting fate. The current season concludes with Royal Rumble, but the next season also begins with it. And our Patreons We've invested your money in a fancy web portal oh, it's to be fancy. able to. T- it's, well, it's not that fancy. It's a, it's a very standard, basic web portal. But where, it's functional. Yeah, functional. Isn't that consistent, functional? Exactly. That's the reputation we want. On the podcast today, we came up with a new tagline for the WrestleTalk, which is WrestleTalk, more consistent than ever. Yeah. And what's more consistent than being borderline fine? Yeah. So we are just making sure it's 100% functional, or you know, I'll be happy with 82. <laughs> 82% functional, I'm cool with that, we'll push it out. Yeah. Uh, you, you guys find the flaws. Uh, and, and hopefully we'll be able to announce that and open it to everyone in tomorrow's WrestleTalk show. But yes, thank you very much, Becky's favorite brother, James Lynch. Nice, Woo! yes, lovely stuff. Vita Ventura, Pet Detective. Whoa, yes, nice one. More news at 11, Atheist News. More news, Whoa. indeed. The Hunter, Tyler Bailey. Woo! Sayonara, Cheney Grant. Yeah. yeah. Golden, Nick Holden. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's one of a kind. One of a kind. Cat. Cat. Whoa. Jordan, don't you dare call me Mountain Dew. Whoa. Don't call me Junior, Kevin Foster Junior. Yeah. Yeah. In my veins, Viper Alistair. What does it mean? <laughs> all-star Chuck Turner. Yeah, well, an all-star, as an all-star, like, uh, uh, as in your chaps. Uh, uh, and, your... Uh, yeah. and lastly, Finding Jory D-Bone, or Boone. Bone, I think it is. That's a bad name. What, Finding Jory? Yeah, I guess, uh, maybe it's better.
yeah, let's get into your su 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 super chat. As the Colostopia on this main topic said, I loved the look on Kenny's face when he realized they won. The guy's an actor. Yeah. He's just such a good performer. Like, to, to imagine getting all of that in one package. He can act really well. He's a superb athlete. Wrestling psychology is world class. And he can talk. Yeah. That's so rare. Well, I mean, and you said that he's such a great actor. So you tell me, what is going through his mind when he's walking through Shaboya really bored? Um, oh, what shall I have for dinner today? <laughs> shall I? Do I need to pick up anything? Oh, I don't know. That's it. Yeah. I can't. I, his music's so good as well. Yeah, it's great. And it starts off with. Well, mm, it's yeah. going to take a while to get home, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. I think the tube's going to be quite busy, actually, at this hour. Uh, just generally, AEW-related, Jessie Venable says, Number one, this was Priscilla's debut, so I made sure to re-watch her entrance a good few times. Cool. And number B... <laughs> I love this recurring joke. Oh, look at <laughs> this. Why do I get depressed when I see Omega's entrance video? <laughs> yeah, because I, d I think because he made that when he thought... Ah, oh, my grand idea is to be rubbish. <laughs> my, grand, my grand idea is to not be the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, and now he's fixed that, and um, he's, he's incredible and much better because of it. But yeah, this is a holdover. I, re I really hope he changes, he drops that intro soon. I thought they had. Like, I thought they weren't just putting any focus on it, but and they did this week. Uh, General WrestleTalk related, uh, Duffs says, so happy to see Adam yesterday. His videos helped me through a very rough patch a few years back. I hope this isn't the last we see of him. Well, that's Adam Blompier. If you didn't see the video that went up yesterday, he very kindly agreed to come on and do a bit of fantasy booking for this weekend's Royal Rumble with me. Because we Go were and watch all that. too busy. It was really fun. Mm. It was a fun day. Yeah. Uh, Flame Inc. Live. Adam looked really nervous. I hope you had fun. We did have fun. <laughs> we did have fun. And I hope you guys gave him the option to come in for videos or pay-per-view live stream reactions whenever he wants. We haven't really talked about that. It was just a one-off for now. Yeah. Uh, Bobo Jacobo, thanks for the title spoiler. I appreciate it. And then like a sort of a, a emoticon Un with, yeah, like a... It's an unamused emoticon. It's, it's actually the expression that Kenny Omega has when he, <laughs> when he starts off his Sorry, we don't mean to, to make light of what you're saying. But we figured it happened two days ago. Uh, it had already been reported elsewhere. And it's, you know, it's a review that's... Well, we've, we've been talking this over. Part, part of the, well, you know, we, we are a wrestling news thing. And... We've got to, we're going to talk about stuff, you yeah. know? So, yeah, I think if, if you're that if you're that concerned about uh, a spoiler, just don't go on YouTube and disable notifications for a day. It's what I used to do. I used yeah. to be able to avoid spoilers. Um, so let's get on with the rest of the review. We're on a boat! We're on a boat! We're on a boat! On a boat! And what a glorious boat it was. Loved it so, so much. We've already talked a bit about the atmosphere and the crowd, but just like having everyone there, two decks, there's a hot tub. Just like some people had to stand around a hot tub that was covered up. Yep. And I was so excited when I saw this at the start. A pool. Oh, yes. Yes. Because that was Chekhov's pool. 
I, you know, it reminds me of the old Nitro Spring Break episodes, yeah. which always looked like so much fun. And this, I mean, I know you could never do it. It made me want to go on the Jericho cruise. Yeah, it really made me want to do it. I mean, you know, and you we literally cannot do it. We were talking about the, the awkwardness of a very sweary crowd and the, you know, Rightly, because you know, F U F U chance kept on happening. F, F your boat, because a yeah. boat pulled in and blocked the view for the main event. Like, what were they expecting? A drunk crowd of wrestling fans who've been there for a, a couple of days. For a couple of days, of course, they're going to swear yeah. and do excellent chanting. I mean, if a boat has the audacity to pull up beside your boat, oh, I'm going to chant F your boat. Oh, yeah. And yeah. If, you, if I was part of that crowd, I'd be like, this is so much fun. Oh, yeah. And particularly then when the people who were on the main boat started chanting, our boat's better. <laughs> <laughs> if I was part of that boat, I'd be like, yeah, our boat is better. Way. I wouldn't be thinking about these poor TNT editors that are back in the States being like, how the hell are we going to get around yeah. this? We often mock, tri well, we often take against tribalism, particularly in the AEW NXT war, but sometimes it's fun. <laughs> 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 and that's when it's so, what's the word? Silly. Insignificant and yeah. silly it's, it's fine but the I mean there is a, an easy way around this you mic the announcers separately from the crowd and and you know if you get a really close mic it won't pick up much of the crowd noise so when the crowd are chanting you just duck the crowd noise as opposed to also the commentators yeah. it was like going through a tunnel yeah and you had like Losing phone signal. reception yeah. so so what talk someone would be talking on commentary but they'd have to cut those guys out because of what the crowd is saying and so that's, I mean, it's the first time they've done it. But also, I mean, we did a video on Tuesday where we had no audio for 10 minutes. So, you know, glass houses and all yeah. that. Um, they have said, Cody said uh, they're going to be part of the Jericho cruise next year. Um, and they're going to do it live next year. So rather than, rather than tape in advance like they did this time, they're just going to air it live uh, on the cruise. Well, you've got one under your belt now. Uh, so plenty of time to prepare. Blimey, it was windy. That was the other thing I was going to point out. <laughs> when Pac was climbing up to that top rope, I was like, oh, it is windy up there. Justin Roberts opens the show, and his, like, his, his big, luxurious linen trousers are just <laughs> flapping like MC Hammer. <laughs> uh, and I think like Britt Baker was trying to celebrate, and her hair yeah. was <laughs> going like this on her. She took her jacket off to her. I'm surprised like, when Pac does the back arrow, just doesn't <laughs> fly off. Uh, but it was it was great, really rowdy crowd. Uh, yeah. It was it was it felt special, like it yeah. felt unique. When I was watching it, I was having so much fun. It felt live. I just thought, I'm like this. I'll look back on this. I don't I don't think I'm being hyperbolic by saying this. I'll look back on this in ten years and go, man. They did a show on a boat. Well, I look at we were just talking about how like they did a show on a boat. They did a show on a boat. You know, <laughs> a showboat. It's it was a showboat! <laughs> it's right there. Um, like, you know, we just started talking then, it was like, oh man, the spring break episodes of Nitro. Mm. Those are the ones that you really remember. You don't remember like the buildings they were in in Minneapolis or Bumble F whatever. You remember those spring break episodes because of how unique they looked and because someone always went in a pool. Yeah. <laughs> so, so here, you these would be one of those things that would be like 10 years time, you'd be like, oh man, the, the boat episodes of Dynamite, those ones I always really remember. MGF went in a pool. I used to look forward to those every year. I'm gonna look forward yeah. to this one next year, yeah, man. definitely. So after the excellent opening tag with just fantastic storytelling through it, we got Britt Baker versus Priscilla Kelly. Mm. So I think this is the first 
I, I, I couldn't quite work out if this is her first singles match or if she might have had like a tag match mm. on Dark or something. But this is certainly sort of like first singles action since the all-out casino battle royale that they had last year. Yeah, so Baker turned heel over the course of an ad break, it seemed. Yeah, well, it was in her baby... That's what I really liked about this. She turned heel in her babyface comeback mm. because she was playing... 100% babyface at the start of this. She was doing all of the usual Britt Baker babyface stuff. And then she was worked over a lot that was mostly during the ad break. And then when it came time to do her babyface comeback, she grabbed Kelly by the hair to yank her down and then still made her babyface comeback. As if to say, yeah. not, I'm not a heel, I'm not cheating, um, but I did get the win. So then when Tony comes down to interview her afterwards, he's like, I don't think we... Uh, you know, a lot of us in the commentary booth there didn't really approve of your methods there. I was like, don't, don't question my methods. Mm. No, my question, my methods are fine. So this is the Bailey heel turn, right? Where it's like, uh, no, no, I'm still a baby face. Yeah, yeah, totally. But also I'm definitely 100% a heel now. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's consistent with what's been going on with her in backstage bits over the last couple of weeks. And I think the first version of her didn't connect with anyone. So, yeah, let's turn her heel. Let's see how that works. I enjoyed her promo, actually. I really enjoyed it, uh, yeah. She got an FU chant. I somehow... She picked on Tony. I somehow missed the whole story that Tony Schiavone legit applied to work in Starbucks as a barista. I did not know that. Yeah. Was, I, I, th I thought it was just her, like, just no. making fun of, like, hey, no, you've definitely worked as a barista. No, a, a very bad one as well, by all accounts. In 2016, there was a pro wrestling sheet report mm. with uh, an interview with Tony where yeah he's he's going to he's going to go to Starbucks to uh, because they've got good perks and he'll do a bit of sort of local sports announcing on the side. Well. So yeah so she brought that up and and it's that sort of crowd so they they knew about that you know they're smarter than us. Yeah. And what I didn't like though was she was starting to get some good heat. This was this was a heel turn. And then JR just spoke over her and said, we've got to go to commercial. Well, this makes me think it's part of that editing. Like, mm. because they taped longer. Because I think what Alvarez and Melter said in their recap, because they were there on, on the boat, on the boat. I'm on a boat. Was that when the main event started, they'd been going for two hours. And if that main event was like wow, 15, 20 yeah. minutes, that's, that's <laughs> 20 minutes worth of content you've got to lose somewhere. And I guess they, this was one of the areas where they thought we can lose something here. It's not a good look. I didn't think it was good either. Because... You know, AEW's women's division has 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 been very lackluster, and we everyone's criticised it as such. And they they had an opportunity to do the first majorly engaging story point here of the year, and they 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 undermined it a bit. I think. Yeah. Uh, however, the next thing was all out glee. It's Jurassic Jungle Jurassic Express. Why can I not say that? versus Santana, Ortiz, and Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho's entrance was godlike. It was magnificent. Yeah, he, I mean, and he is, it's the Jericho Cruz. It's Cruz's Jericho. These are his people. And they did welcome him like he was the second coming. He's the great Gatsby in this scenario. Yeah, and they were singing along with his entrance music. Even when the music faded down, they carried on singing it because they really like that one good Fozzie song. <laughs> yeah, say it every time. It was so cool. It was so cool. And you could tell he was, was smiling. Yeah. He was trying to heal it up. But that must have been amazing for him. Yeah. This is my house, my party. I'm the champion for the promotion. This is my I've helped boat. Bill. Just mega respect to the guy. Yeah. Uh, but then Jurassic Express, uh, you know, we all know they're great. But when they started doing their three way offense back 
on uh, the inner circle, I was I, I really realised you are unlike anything. Yeah, right. I've, I've never seen this sort of split of body types and styles that all work together in this cartoony mesh. It's absolutely incredible, and it feels genuine. Yeah, like I know they are all friends in IRL, but it does feel like that as characters they belong together. It's, it's, it's quite remarkable. I saw someone tweet it. It's one of those things where uh, Twitter says, hey, X, Y, and Z that you follow also follows this person, so you might also enjoy their mm. opinion. Um, and I actually did like their opinion, which was, I don't know what it is, but Jurassic Express continue to be my favorite thing on this show every single week. Yeah. And then when they come out, I, like, I get excited now when a, a Jurassic Express match gets announced, whether that's singles, whether it's a tag, whether it's a six man, I'm just excited to see them out there. I love watching their entrance, love watching Luchasaurus be just so gosh darn handsome and brilliant. <laughs> I think Jungle Boy is so awesome. And I, I, you know, I might get some heat for this. I enjoy Marco's stunt. Man. I like, I exactly the same. He's really won me over. He's a brilliant comedy character. Mm. And like, he's someone who knows what he is. He, like, his pants have got the Rugrats logo on them. <laughs> like, he knows. He's Tommy Pickle. He knows what his character is. And he's worked that in. And I think his comedy spots work so well against everyone else on the roster. They're booking him to perfection. Same with Orange Cassidy, in that this is offense that won't actually really work. So within the within this kayfabe world, yeah, he, his punches just wouldn't really connect as much or have as much impact. But they somehow managed, and it's a, it's genius, they made me buy into, ev not buy into every near fall with Jericho near the end, but I was excited by them. So with the crowd, when yeah. he hit that 450, and bearing in mind, he's like, you know, buck 50 soaking wet. With that strong wind, I was like, he's going, <laughs> he's going well overboard. He took off the light, he'd wear a life jacket at the start. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. And he hits the 450 on Jericho. The crowd are up on their feet. He was so over. In a match that had Chris Jericho in it on Jericho's cruise, he felt like he was more over than Jericho at some points. Well, I was going to say, I, I feel like a lot of... Because this is the best Jurassic Express match I've ever seen as, mm -hmm. a, as, a, as a six man. Um, and I think a lot of that was down to the inner circle. Just because they gave them so much. Bumping this this was for them. the Jurassic Express show. Yeah. And I loved it for it. Inner circle didn't lose anything. Jericho... You know, just clotheslined, I think, stumped for the win. But by this point, Jungle Boy. Oh, it was a Judas effect. Uh, see, what, what a move. Uh, <laughs> because Jungle Boy was outside. And uh, very interesting, Luchasaurus had started brawling with Jake Hager up the ramp. Yeah. Because I think, and that's the, I think that's the most physical we've seen Hager so far. Yeah, I think well, he's done some stuff with Dustin, Dustin as well, yeah. I think, yeah. But, oof. Yeah, I was, and I, one of my favorite spots in this match, apart from all the, the Marco and Jungle Boy stuff, which I thought was awesome. It was when Ortiz tried to do his back rake on Luchasaurus and it had no effect. So Luchasaurus just turned around, looked at this tiny man and headbutted him. Yes. <laughs> Ortiz did the big wacky comedy cell. Like what I love about Santa, Santana and Ortiz is Santana feels so serious. Mm. Like he is a serious, legit wrestler. But Ortiz is a <laughs> wacky comedy sidekick that's doing the big weird facial expressions. He's doing the very silly moves like he does a falling headbutt that counts as a pin. Yeah. But yet they never feel like, like he doesn't damage Santana and Santana doesn't damage him. They just mesh together so well. And Ortiz's wacky comedy selling is 
so entertaining. And, and Ortiz just, he just feels a bit scary as well. Yeah. He feels unhinged, unhinged and violent. Yeah, yeah. I always got that impression from Homicide as well. Mm. Uh, but, you know, both former LAX faction members. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Inner Circle win. And of course, Y2J celebrates a little, 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 little bubbly, which was to a huge pop, <laughs> I thought. Uh, then we got a really good video package. Yeah, really good. For MJF versus Cody. And it just, all it did was kind of break the story down into all the individual challenges. Cha-chung, stage one. Yeah. You have to beat Wardlow in a steel cage. Cha-cha-chung, stage two. You have to get whipped 10 times. Yes. Or stage one is you can't be touched Touch, by him. Yeah, sorry. Because I thought the second stage was and they were, they were putting over the solid steel cage as this real big, holy F, you've mm. got to tune in because they're going to do a solid steel cage. Like it felt like- I'm into it. I'm, I'm really into it. And like when they kept repeating that phrase over and over again to get it over, I thought it was a really effective build mm. for this cage match. It's Wardlow's in-ring debut for AEW. They're really making a big deal out of this. And you know, as they should. I thought it was great. It's going to be interesting to see how they sort of protect him in defeat. Because I, I imagine Cody would win going into the pay-per-view. Or maybe he doesn't as a sort of... He does like putting people over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but th this was a very well put together video package. So top marks there. And it went straight into MJF versus Joey Janela in MJF's best wrestling performance so far. Yeah, it was great. great this stuff. was incredible. Uh, it, I mean, the, the ad break, going to an ad break, come back, Joey Janela's just praying to a guy dressed as Jesus <laughs> yeah. in the crowd, which did is a you, fun visual. Did you hear in the main event, um, I, and I know this mostly from like what happened on the show, but also from the, the report that I'd, I'd heard, that um, when Pac had Moxley in the brutalizer, a lot of the crowd bought that as the finish. Mm. So when Moxley escaped, they started chanting, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> because that guy was dressed as Jesus on the other side, who then stood up, which is why everyone goes and goes, BAY! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's, the, this was where a lot of the censorship of the crowd came in, that F-U-M-J-F chants. Uh, but just MJF, people have said it again and again and again. Man, what a good heel. And I've only ever... I've only ever seen it in his heel promos. Just because when he gets in the ring, I've gotten a bit of a Miz vibe from him. Mm -hmm. But this match, oh, he, hates the he was on... I love the Miz, <laughs> but he is a certain kind of performer. A bit of a campy, theatrical performer. Oh, dude, I know. Very man. WWE I know. style. I know. And MJF, just, I, I thought, was just a very good promo guy. I haven't really seen enough of him in the ring to know what that's all about. Here, now I know. This is like... He did all the bits that Bully Ray used to do. Yeah. You know, the walking around the ring, trash talking fans, and everyone's like, just get in the ring, mate, wrestle him. And he finally gets in the ring, rolls out again. Yeah. Just that, all that classic heel tactics. And he's put them all in a melting pot. You know, Randy Savage used to do this as well as a heel. I wrote down a few other names. Oh, The Miz. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels like he's gone back and taken all of these heel things, put it in a melting pot, and now he does them all. Yeah. He's like the Citizen Kane of heels. <laughs> I was going through his Twitter feed earlier because I was trying to find that screenshot of when he um, buried me on Twitter, mm. um, which was brilliant, by the way. A lot of people were like, oh, you got owned. I was like, I literally set him up for it. Yeah. Like, if you reply to MJF, you reply to MJF in the hope that he retweets you making fun of you. Maybe he's that's, a... That's how you got to do it, man. Is, is that, that's the only way to get it, because oh. I, I, I don't think Punk's going to reply. Hey. Apart from on text message when you text him all the time about the fans. Those were the best friends. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, 
But I was going through, and he had this, uh, he had a clip from um, Dynamite where, like, I, I can't remember who it was, but someone was doing sort of like big flips and stuff. And he literally was like, huh, so Canadian Destroyer didn't work, eh? Huh, so <laughs> flips didn't work, did they? <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> he's a brilliant old school heel. Yeah, he, and I just, I was thinking, is this working so well because it's him and it's his performance? Or is it because no one else is like that in this promotion? I, I think it's a lot from column A, a lot from column mm. B, really do. Uh, but yeah, he, he spits in uh, spits in Joey's face at one point, pulls Aubrey in front of him. Just yeah. every every spot was a, a classic heel move. A perfect breath to do it with as well, because mm -hmm. the crowd just, I mean, every crowd loves Aubrey. So it's the perfect, she's a great baby face, he, a baby face ref to his heel, uh, heelness. And then the finish saw Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford come out to cause the distraction by doing a smooch. And Joey just like misses his um, uh, uh, like elbow drop or mm -hmm. something, double crossed by MJF for the win. And uh, they were putting over commentaries like, I wouldn't be surprised if MJF had paid them off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just like he did with the bunny, the butcher and the blade. Indeed. Uh, and then, then this is, it was already great. MJF grabs a mic and then starts making fun of Cody's very good promo from last week. And he had the perfect rebuttal to that fantastic line of, you're, you're not my story, you're just a, you, this isn't your story, you're just a chapter in mine, Cody said. And MJF said, yeah, you're right, I'm your final chapter. Oh, so good. <laughs> Brings out Cody, MJF reminds him, he's like, you can't touch me. And it's like, oh, you can't touch me, but you can say something if you want. Goes to hand in the microphone, as Cody puts his hand up, drops it. And Cody looks at him and is like, so he bends down to pick it up. MJF just kicks it away from him. And I was like, you dick. I know. Oh, you dick. And the crowd were chanting asshole as well. Yeah. They're like, and you know, and uh, he's, he, I don't know how he does it because someone else, Kevin Owens does this. It's funny. It's funny and the crowd pops. Yeah. And, and you're a cool heel. But something about him, and a lot of it is also to do with who he's up against with Cody, who's just a fantastic baby face. Your brother. He's my brother. And it just, it works to perfection. They're getting the reactions they want. Yeah, completely. But Cody picks up the mic and says, I don't know if you can hear it, but the crowd are calling you an asshole. Mm. Uh, also, yeah, I can't touch you, but that doesn't mean that they can't. And the young bucks come out from behind and they super kick MJF. Wicked sell by MJF, just like there's a big flat back bump. And then they drag his ass and throw him in the pool. Yes, I, you know, you know it's happening. MJF's down. The bucks are dragging him towards the, towards the pool. I'm like, okay, he's going in the pool. Yeah. And then he went in the pool, and I was so happy. Oh. <laughs> it, just, it hit me by, so it just washed over me. I was like, yes, yes, he's in the pool. They threw him in the pool. From the live report, I was gutted this didn't make TV, but uh, one of the, Melton Alvarez in their report was that he got out of the pool and starts mouthing off at a fan that's at <laughs> ringside because he's like, we well, stopped laughing at me because I fell in the pool and then took a pratfall and fell back in the pool again. <laughs> what a brilliant heel. Because how does the guy go, ah, you fell in the pool, you big div. He, he's something else. <laughs> so um, good. Then we got an advert for the Jericho Cruise. I want to go. I want to go to the next one. Can you, okay, so you got, you got seasick on a pedalo. Mm. Have you, when was the last time you actually were on a boat? I just don't go. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried to read comments on the way home oh. in an Uber last night, and I got quite sick, and I had to put my phone down. <laughs> Get motion sick. Uh, that booze does seem to be one of the only things that's, that that minimises sort of like, it. So I could just do the whole weekend. Have drunk. you tried travel sickness pills? Yeah. 
Because my wife gets really travel sick. But like travel sick spills, apart from when it makes her fall asleep, basically. Mm. Um, but then you don't want to fall asleep on the Jericho cruise, I suppose. You miss out on all the fun. Probably have my eyebrows shaved as well. Yeah. All the hijinks they'll get up to there. Ollie Davis once got uh, travel sickness playing Mario Kart <laughs> for the SNES. It's, it's just the way the background <laughs> moves. Uh, then we had the interview with Omega Page and the Young Bucks. Then we got our main event, which Jericho comes out for to sit on the commentary desk. And the crowd are just, they just adore this guy. And he is the best thing in this match. Yeah, he was great. It was a, it was a good match. wasn't wasn't crazy good, I thought. Oh, but, so I um, thought it was really good. Yeah. I really liked it. I, I just, I, but Jericho on commentary. I said it about Omega earlier with like, how can you be this, 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 and this yeah. all in one person? Jericho, just look at this. You know, all of those different gimmicks. He's just a merchandise machine with catchphrases. He, at, th at this age, he's made himself incredibly relevant and is one of the main difference makers in this, in this Wednesday Night War. This is his boat thing. Mm -hmm. He's an entrepreneur and a businessman in that respect. He's got a band as well. Yeah. I and I'm like, you're all those things. And here I am thinking, you should also probably be a commentator as well. You're that good. <laughs> yeah, it's really, you, yeah. you should just be a commentator. He has got a future career. Like when he does finally retire, like he has got another 20, 30 years behind that commentary desk. Probably Definitely. even more than that. Like Jerry Lawler levels of like you're never leaving this commentary desk. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's so good. And he he just he's because he's very funny, he's very naturally witty, and he knows what to get over. There's there's this line in in this match when he says, Look, what you you've got to understand. Moxley, every time Moxley moves, it hurts his eye. Mm. It's not just when Pac targets it. And all of a sudden, my mind now feels Moxley's pain with everything he does. Yeah. It's not just the, the eye bits that I'm flinching at. And Jericho delivered that line to have that impact on me and still turned it in a joke against Moxley because he's kind of feuding with him. Made Pac look good at the same time. Just, he's, I, and I'm, I'm flawed, really, by his talent. I also loved how much, like, because he was very much, this was a foregone conclusion that Moxley was winning, really. Um, but, like, he was still trying to get Pac over as a potential challenger. And he was like, don't worry, like, because he was, all of his attacks were focused, like, Jericho's attacks were focused on Moxley. Yeah. But he would say, don't worry, I've also got a plan for Pac when he wins. Because, yeah, I, know, yeah. because I know how to also be Pac, because he's going to win. Every time Moxley was on top, he'd start shouting at Paul Turner, the referee. He's like, Paul Turner, you idiot, stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> Why are you admonishing him for this? It was really, really great stuff, but he was just excellently furthering that feud with Moxley, which then when Moxley wins at the end, does make you be like, oh man, I want to see Moxley get his mm. hands on Jericho now after they, what they did to the eye. Thought Pac was really good in this match, working over the, working over the eye. Like, you know, and he was, he was adjusting his usual moveset to hurt the eye. Like they did a moment when they did a jawbreaker spot but rather than do a usual jawbreaker, he made it target the eye. It was really great stuff, man. It's a great attention to detail, yeah. Uh, there's, and there, there was some really good near falls near the end as well. It did lose its way. I, I, like the, I feel like they lost communication. Like there was, and, and the crowd just the crowd were was distracted. Distracted and a, a bit burnt out. You know, the, the, the money shot was really the opening match. Yeah. And that's, that's all well and fine to do those things. I would like to see some of these tag, these great tag matches start main event in the show. Uh, but maybe, I don't know, it's, it's a difficult balance to strike, isn't but, it? Yeah, I'm guessing they, they put the tag match on first because 
it makes you want to stick around because it's mm. a tag title match and you see the boat and it looks wicked so you're like okay I'm going to stick around for this but as you say there is also that argument that you could start with Moxley uh, uh, Moxley pack and be like oh my god like this is two ginormous stars in this company are opening this show the boat looks wicked I'm going to stick around to watch more of it I mean what I if looking at it actually I just have a co-main event where those two matches directly follow each other mm -hmm. don't really know the order I'll probably put the tag match on second yeah uh, and then I would have the Jurassic Express in a circle match open the show that's pretty because yeah, you've got Jericho in yeah. there and Jericho's going to come out first as well really splitting hairs though oh, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, yeah. it's great stuff but the yeah the, the, the finish of the match was uh, Pac ripped the bandage off but Mox hit the paradigm shift for a win Pac took it like a champ that went down yeah. at a, a sort of high angle yeah uh, underneath Mox's eye patch was another tiny eye patch. Well, they, Derrico did say it's just like it's not <coughs> just the bandage; got an eye patch under there. Also, yeah. he wore that the entire time. Like they said that people saw him in the airport, like mm. before he was even flying out for it, and he was wearing the eye patch with the bandage. He wore it all throughout the plane. He's worn it all across the cruise. He is he's sandmanning this. Where I'm, I'm going to live this injury because that's the way to get the injury over. And I'm really grateful for that. Because I saw shots, people were posting stuff like this on Twitter of them sitting at the airport with the eye patch. I saw him do the karaoke, he's got the eye patch on. I'm like, ah, oh, this is all this is all fun, you know. Good old kayfabe, someone's keeping it alive. Like it, it's just a nice little thing in the background that doesn't inform anything. But it in the match, it actually made me buy into it more. Yeah. So it does have an effect. Like how you conduct yourself as a character around these wrestling shows actually you know, that there's a lot to be said for the old ways. When you go onto Twitter and start as a heel and do and you start applauding certain, I don't know, charitable causes, yeah, it does actually, somewhere in the back of my head, I think it does make me believe in you less as a character. Yes. So. I, 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 but yeah, I mean, my note for this match, to go back to it, was it's a really good match let down by a distracted crowd. Because mm. this, this was a distracted crowd. They were distracted by the other boat, distracted by the fans from the boat. They were distracted <coughs> by Jesus. <laughs> they were distracted by the wind. They were just sort of distracted by everything, which is a bit of a shame. But it finished off with Jericho and Moxie having a stare-off. So that match is now confirmed and set for Revolution. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it looks like a, a stacked show next week. I can't what was on it. Oh, so next week we have got Darby Allen and Private Party versus yes. the Inner Circle, which is again Jericho and um, Proud and Powerful. Um, the Young Bucks versus Butcher and the Blade and Kip Sabian versus Cody. I'm really looking forward to that one. Kip Sabian Cody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's totally. like out of those matches, they all sound pretty good, but Kip is fantastic. Hasn't been given a chance to really show what he can do on AEW yet. He had that fantastic. Sammy Guevara match yeah. on the pre-show for first double ever singles match. Yeah, really, really good. And you know, Cody hasn't wrestled since I'm sure the Butcher and the Blade match. Oh, I suppose was yeah. Was that this year? Or was I can't remember. I can't remember now. Yeah. Feels like I haven't had him for ages. Anyway, I thought you know, four out of five. Very high four out of five. I've, I've said the same thing. Very yeah. high four out of five. Love the yeah. show. I don't. I don't know what could have happened, but it, you know, when you're thinking, was it? A five out of five show. I'll tell you exactly what it would have been to have seen MJF fall in the pool a second time. Yes! That, that's what would have pushed it over <laughs> to the five, uh, five out of five. Dark Train 24. I love MJF. But am I the only person, am I the only one who looks at him, his mannerisms, his attire, and his hair, 
and thinks, get this, peak Miz. Oh, peak Miz. Bloody hell. People tend to forget what a great heel he was and is becoming again. Hashtag support Russ Talk. Thank you for the support. I would say Miz has been a fantastic heel since 2016. Yeah. Like that talking smack era of Miz, that's what made him. Oh, I guess you mean because he's just properly turned heel again. Yeah, because he had that babyface yeah, run, yeah. which actually was surprisingly good yeah. because his first babyface run was a train wreck. Uh, I I never thought he was. He was a heel. I wouldn't say he was a great heel back in the day, but he really found his heel footing in 2016. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I see. I look at MJF and I think he is a more complete performer than Miz, even at this young age, because he can. His his wrestling his heel wrestling tactics are better. Yeah, yeah. I know I completely agree. I think he is a more. I think yeah, I think he's a more complete heel. Mm. Yeah, I really do. Christian Baltimore, we send it up for a Young Bucks versus Omega Hangman tag match at the next pay per view. Gotta be. Gotta be. I think it's gotta be. Yeah, I think they're gonna. What a show. Which is gonna be. I I just think that match could be the show stealer as well. Cody MJF, Jericho Moxley. And the Young Bucks versus Omega and Paige. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the Zornice. JR without a hat for the first time in years. Ha- uh, sort of big smile emoji. Heel wind. <laughs> <laughs> Did he wear a hat? Did it blow it off? No, I think he just didn't have his hat on. And I think they're making a very, very good joke. Mm. I wish I'd have thought of. Because that's a very funny way to open the show. He, uh, he was... More, more appropriately dressed this week. Bit of a jazzy it, show. It was, yeah, absolutely. Oh, when Tony Schiavone got in the ring, it was full on shorts and sandals. Yeah, well, you know, it's, they're on a boat. They're on a cruise. On a boat. Back to the s- s- super chat. Colostopia. Can't wait for the pop that Marco gets when he has his first big win. Hashtag showboat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the Jungle Boy thing. Like when Jungle Boy first got his win, that really felt like a big moment that... He picked up his first win in AEW. It makes more sense, like, and it's a more serious thing when mm. Jungle Boy does it, but you take it down the real comedy route with Marco. Yeah, who's, um, but it could, comedy route can sometimes become quite emotional and sincere as well. I'm thinking Santino in that elimination chamber, how everyone got behind him. But, uh, Mikey Whip, Whipwreck yes. in ECW. Yeah. That's a great story arc if you go back. So it should hold off for a year and then build a lot more around it as well. I was thinking about Marco on the way in today. I was, I was, I was meant to bring this up earlier because I was listening to the Arn Anderson um, podcast they did mm. about the Royal Rumble where he said that he's not, it was talking about Mizdow and he was talking about how like, goes on, you know, 20 years ago I'd have really hated Mizdow because it's kind of making fun of the business a little bit. But now as though like, I'm a bit older, I can appreciate the, the entertainment side of it. And it's, you know, the fans really got into it. Same thing with Santino. And I was thinking about that, like I, I never liked Santino. I never liked him as a comedy character. I hated the Cobra. I hated his promos. I hated his, apart from the tea party that he did with Vladimir Kozlov. I never liked a Santino segment. So good. But you cannot argue that kid was over. Mm. He was so, so over with that crowd. And I, it's, I think it's the same thing with Marco. I think you might not like Marco's stunt because you say like, well, I don't believe it's not bio, it's not believable, it's this, that, and the other. You cannot deny it, he's over. And the crowd love the things that he does. Definitely. Uh, Jobber JJ496, hard emoji, MJF going into the pool, can't beat Nash jumping himself into the pool, crying with laughter emoji, had so much fun watching a wrestling show, AEW is cool, wearing sunglasses emoji. It is cool. Yeah. Uh, someone needs a sign, AEW is cool. Uh, Patrick Eddy, taking my dad to see AEW next week, fellas. He doesn't like AEW, says Mm. it's too spot-based. I wonder if seeing it live will change his mind. 
Hmm. Hmm. Uh, what do you think? Keep up the good work, guys. Hashtag happy birthday, Pete. Oh, I, yeah, I think if you are in the it's too spot-based mindset, I think you're never going to get out mm. of that. Like, I, okay, Jim Cornette's never going to change his mind on the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Marco Stunt. And I think there are some people who are just, if they have decided that something is too spot-based, they won't, I don't think they're going to change their mind on that. Mm. I, yeah, it could go one of two ways. He could actually hate it because that side is more emphasized in the live event experience, or he could actually go, actually, this is really fun, because yeah. house shows tend to tend to be. Josh DeDominics, Josh DeDominics. Do you want me to do this so you can have a quick civil no, Well, you can jump on in the next bit. Okay. The most interesting part of Hangman's story is that he seems to genuinely like tagging with Kenny. Yes. His problem seems to be with the Bucks and Cody. And then when the Bucks get in, that makes him sort of annoyed at Kenny a little bit for kind of buying into it. You're absolutely right there. That's a really, really nice yeah, bit of detail. Yeah. Love that. Uh, the AdMap2 says, so far in AEW, <coughs> Jericho has brought out a goat <laughs> and fought on a boat. We now must wait until the score is tied to see him take on Chris Benoit as a blushing bride. Very good callback. Thank you. Well done, the AdMap2. excellent, the AdMap2. Uh, Chris Thorne, been a while since I could watch live. I'm badly oh, ill no. this week. Can you suggest good British crime dramas not named Broadchurch? Hashtag recovery with the boys. Well, Luther, Luther, Luther. Get better soon, Chris. Yeah, get better soon. Uh, Luther, not the Nightmare Collective one. Yeah, I don't watch... Um, Justin! I don't really watch uh, British TV, so sorry about that. Uh, Six Finger Jake, who would you have return at the Rumble to get your biggest personal pop ever? For me, it's Punk or Edge. I don't want Punk to return in the Rumble. No, I want Edge to return. Yeah, Edge. Edge for me. Yeah. DCF, <laughs> uh, how do you have a goat of wrestling? Y2J, uh, how do you have the goat of wrestling? Y2J making his return. Uh, no, no, no. YouTube, making his return. The goat of wrestling YouTube. The goat of wrestling YouTube. Oh, right, I see. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, sorry, for some reason I read that as Y2J. How do you have the GOAT of wrestling YouTube make his return in nearly two years without promoting it? Still didn't see the rest of the video because I'm still in awe. Uh, mm. And then the mod comment is not sure what this is <laughs> supposed to mean. Yeah, I think we didn't advertise the Adam Blompier thing. Yeah. Yeah, we just thought it would be a nice treat. You yeah. Know? It was fun to do. Uh, Nate Drop's surname says, Punk also wants Keith Lee to win the Rumble. CM Punk is best friend. We, we were texting about it. Well, yeah. I was texting him about it. I mean, I was tweeting him about it. <laughs> Uh, you know, but he, he, he replied by saying he agrees. Yes, completely. <laughs> he sent you a video of him on, uh, backstage. on backstage. Chester Boykins says, I'll be at the Rumble. Look oh. for the sign. Support WrestleTalk. Thank you very much, Chester. Thank you very much indeed. The Real YT says, Ollie trying uh, seasick patches behind the ear in the US. You can oh, get yeah? them from your doctor. See yours. Uh, YT Fisherman Life wears them. Now, if they're in the US, that might also mean they give you heart attacks, <laughs> can make you fat, can give you lots of other diseases. Yeah, side effects. You'll just <laughs> smell really weird yeah. and have depression for a month. But you can buy it just yeah. absolutely fine in your local pharmacy. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, uh, Matt Deakins, thank you for your donation and no comments. Thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in to today's show. A lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun with the boys. And so much room for activities without the microphones. 
So I thought it'd be funny just now to kind of come out of that episode of AEW with Lonely Island's I'm on a Boat. Yeah. And I skipped through the little funny intro skip part on the YouTube video. And the first word was the S word. Oh yeah, and I said, well now I've got a sense of that. And there's, there's lots of swearing throughout that song. Yeah. When I'm my, in my about four minutes review, I had to say things like mother trucking boat or mother forking boat. Oh, did you use that as a, as a running gag? Well, yeah, and I said like, you know, it's, they're on the shore. <coughs> well, it's like, they're on a boat like Leo. If you're on the shore, then you're sure not Mio. I'm on a boat, I'm on a boat, I'm on a boat, I'm on a boat. Everybody look at me, cause I'm sailing on a boat. <laughs> that, that's, that, that's what you missed out on, folks, because of the Lonely Island's filthy, sordid, soap-deserving, <laughs> washy mouths. So we should, before we get into anything else, mm-hmm. because like the super chats are starting to come in for the show that you just listened to that we haven't yet recorded. And of course, you know, we had a bit of a cameo on the YouTube channel yesterday. Yeah, it was our new uh, prediction-style video. Yeah, yeah, people loved it. And you know, I don't know if you've heard of him, Adam Blompier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he popped up, he came on board uh, to do a little guest spot of fantasy booking with me. Yes, because we were all too Rumble. busy. We thought we would do a fantasy booking and Ollie kept trying to push us to do it and we was like, I haven't got time. Pete, can you do it? I haven't got time. Laurie, can you do it? I just haven't got the time. Mm. Because Ollie does nothing around here. <laughs> he had all the time in the world to book a whole rumble. And did it poorly, going <laughs> by the polls. I don't think that poll is fair. I know. How do I make this more fair? Yeah. 14% I'm currently on. Yeah. You did overbook it and it got, and I think a lot of the stuff in there was, <coughs> was fun. Thanks, man. But it, What was the most fun? The Bullet Club, uh, <coughs> Undisputed Era bit. Oh, really? You like that? I thought that was a bit too much. No, no, I no, just I put that, that in as a cheap pop fan service. And I thought Gilberg was a stroke of genius. Thank you, man. Yeah. I Someone commented on the video and said that like they went in depth. The reason the Gilberg spot is so smart is because Goldberg comes out at number 30. Exactly right. And I was like, oh, why is, why is everyone just saying yay Adam's back? <laughs> why can't more people talk about my Goldberg foreshadowing? But alas. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was really fun to have him in. Uh, yeah, yeah. there you go. That's, that's, that's that covered. I just felt like we had to talk about well, it. Well, are we going to talk about it in the Super Chats? Probably. Good point. Well, yeah. we'll have to because people are super chatting in about it. Are they really? Give our, uh, that, that was, was that great was my, having them in. It was yeah, really fun. That was going to be my question. Is like, have people super chatted and asking? And someone, yeah. someone said on our Discord that they were going to. Mm. Um, but do you want to have some emails before we get out of here? Hit me up. So this is sent in from Zachary who says, Hi Luke, Laurie, Ollie, King Chopper Whopper, ain't no stopper to the big Chopper Chopper. And certainly not Randy Pandy Dandy Landy Datsun and screw you Blake Hammy piece of crap. How are you all doing? It's been a while <laughs> since I've sent an email. I don't know if you read or got my last email from a year ago. Don't read it if you haven't. It's very depressing. Oh. I've gotten a lot better since then. I've still a way to go, but um, I'm in a way better place. No thanks to WWE, LOL. Since last year, I've gotten over my addiction to Xanax and ecstasy. Oh. I'm almost six months clean of those, but I'm still a pothead, LOL. I've moved <laughs> out of my parents' place and into an apartment with two friends. I've got back into doing Bru- Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I feel incredibly better in my physical and mental health for doing it. I always find the acronym for Brazilian jiu-jitsu funny. BJU. BJJ. Oh, B- but, yeah, yeah. But J- BJ's in there. So that just, uh, but it no makes one you think else. Of BJ and the bear. Yeah. yeah. So no one else really sniggers at that, but every time I hear it, I go. <laughs> well, my, my brother's initials are BJ. Yeah, they are. Um, so it's, it's never so really. So is your mum's. 
My mum's dead, man. No, she's no, not. No, no, she oh my god, you made me think about that for a second. <laughs> I cancelled my subscriptions back to Zach's email. Sure, sorry. I cancelled my subscription to WWE after Money in the Bank, where Brock Lesnar, who wasn't even in the match, won just for Saudi blood money. Fantastic booking. I almost resubbed after seeing the first Firefly Funhouse segment, but thankfully I didn't because this company. I instead made the decision to sign on for Sling TV so I could find a way better wrestling show in AEW, and the first show made me so happy because I didn't feel stupid for liking it. Also, this is mostly a question for you personally, Luke. What did you think of the new Tool album? I give it an Alan Partridge shrug, even though I love Tool. <laughs> the album just felt like it didn't have the same energy uh, behind it like their old stuff. Here's a joke you can tell in the After Dark podcast. Oh, let's not read that. Uh, with lots of love and support, that's from Zach Spain. Um, my thoughts on the new Tool album are, it's a Tool album. It sounds like all the other Tool albums, and if you like Tool albums, then you will certainly like this one. And I like Tool albums, so I did like it. But I measured. I, I've not listened to it multiple times like I would have done Lateralis or Anima. So, um, or Anima rather, uh, Anima, whatever. So I, I haven't loved it as much as I've loved previous ones. Can you sing me a Tool song? I don't think I know a single one. Um, I'm trying to think what's a good one to do. They not have like, what, what is their Wonderwall? Is it a similar kind of music to that? <laughs> yeah. Sort of acoustic -y folk? I don't know what their Wonderwall would be. Like, what is the go-to Tool song? I've got no idea. I just told you I, I couldn't name you no, a single I know. I, I was asking it, it was sort of like out into... It was rhetorical. <laughs> rhetorically. Yeah, because I'd always go for something like Hooker with a Penis uh, off their first album. Uh, it sounds too like mainstream. That. Yeah, because um, that's the track that I absolutely loved when I was a teenager. Mm because it's one of the shorter tracks. It's like four and a half minutes, whereas like other tool tracks are like oh. 14 minutes. Is, is that, <coughs> excuse me, are they telling stories in a Decemberist way, or are they just going alt-rock, prog-rock? It's, <laughs> no, it, it is very much they're telling stories, and it's, it's very I like experimental. It's, I, I don't know if you'd like it. Maybe, maybe you could, if you actually hadn't. I like stories in songs. If you'd have replied to the message about restarting Spotify, then nope. maybe we could have. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get anything from that, apart from uh, feeling embarrassed about my music choices. <laughs> <laughs> and do you want to address those feelings? What, right here? Yeah, if you want to address well, just Yeah, just, uh, just as a catch-up for everyone who, who doesn't know what that was, me, Luke, and Luke's friends had a little WhatsApp group where we would recommend each other new music. And I feel like, you, you know, you, you've been friends with them for a lot longer. Yeah. And you've got your own little thing going on, which is great. I was honoured to be a part of it. But you were all on a level. And I was very anxious about suggesting a song or sorry, an album, that's what we would do, because I didn't didn't know how it would go down. And I just know everyone else was like, oh, great choice, Luke. Oh, great choice. End of person's name here. Uh, but everyone was like, hmm, I like this track <laughs> for Ollie's suggestions. What, did you have two suggestions? I think I went for the front bottoms. You did. Talent of the Hawk. And there was also Sunset Rubdown. By? No, that's the name of the band. I th who were one of my favourite bands of all time, and Spencer Krug, the, the sort of guy who does it all, flips off into loads of different projects. Wolf Parade, uh, Moonface. He's fantastic in all of them. But no one, like... Is the, it, that I'm, was the I'm So Stoned band, right? The what band? So Stoned! Is that no, that that's, one? That's from that, Bottoms. Bottoms, okay. Uh, this was... I don't remember a single thing. <laughs> 
Oh, that's right. Yes, no, I do remember this now because I think my review of it was I I listened to eight tracks and thought I'd only heard one. Mm. Well, yeah. Well, this is the reason <laughs> I don't do the group anymore. Um, right, should we get out of here then? Well, before we, we do, can, yes, I get, can I give a plug for our t-shirts? Because we launched Before we do that, can oh. I plug my own podcast? Sure, underconsultation.com. Uh, look for underconsultation. If you're a British listener and you remember Games Master, you might very much enjoy the new show that I'm doing. Why is it underconsultation? Because the so the uh, like sort of the tip section was called the consultation zone. Mm. So we thought we would call it underconsultation, like as in underconsultation. Um, underconsultation.com. Yes. I mean, how are you spelling consultation? Because it is like console. Oh, consultation. Well, that's why you should you should definitely make that clear in your pitch. Well, if you search for Games Master, you do find it. And the consultation not secure. What's all this spam? <laughs> oh, that looks really cool. Yeah, this is all nice, work. nice design. Your hosts, Luke Cohen. Luke is a writer, podcaster for Wrestle Talk. Not presenter. <laughs> what do I do? A writer, <coughs> podcaster. writer, podcaster. I feel myself more of a podcaster. Level seven monk. And often confused with Hilary Swank. I love Correct. that. I love that. Uh, cool. Yes. Well, uh, anyway, we, we've yeah. got to go live very quickly. WrestleTalkMerch.com. We've reduced all our prices. It was one of the big feedbacks we've had. We found a new supplier, but we've still got 100% organic cotton. Yes. Go over there. Buy a t-shirt. We've got new designs. Big one t-shirts. There are two big one t-shirts. We've gone big on them. And we've we've given a shout out to Dan in the descriptions of both. And we've got a Creative has nothing for you design as well. So head over there. But we'll see you next time. You do the outros. Thank you. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.